0: Welcome to another episode of the Rice Podcast, where we talk about relationships, investing, careers, and entertainment. I am Jonathan Yoon, and this is my co-host, Kyle Bautista. We do not have a special guest this week, but our topic is going to be investing. And before we get right into it, um, Kyle, how's your week been?
1: It's been really good. Uh, We skipped last week, and that was mainly my fault because I was in Yosemite, and there is absolutely no cell service in Yosemite, so... That kind of sucked. But it was it was really great. Have you been to Yosemite before?
0: Yeah, I actually have. I went through um, Yosemite when we were doing a bunch of national parks. And all we did was drive through it. We took pictures um, of the Half Dome of El Capitan. You know, like the, the little, like, r- like, pasture area? Yeah. That lookout point? Yeah. yeah. That's where we just took pictures and we just dipped right after. So, <laughs> not really camping. But, did you like you know. it? I did. I mean, it's really pretty. And I think I took it for granted just because... Um, that entire summer we did so much like scenery and nature that Mm -hmm. by the time we went to Yosemite, it was kind of like, Oh, this is another nature thing that I have to do. I have to take picture. I have to get out of the car, (laughs) like that kind of thing. But I would definitely go again. Um, it looked really nice. Your, your little date updates were pretty cute. So.
1: No, no. So I, I need to connect with you probably later and ask you about good national parks to visit because Jocelyn, <laughs> I really want to like go to all the national parks and we bought this book where you need to like stamp yeah, yeah. wherever you go. And so, yeah, but man, the views were absolutely amazing. And it's funny that you speak about take pictures because we saw this one guy who was just traveling by himself. And he would like set up his phone as like a tripod with the tripod and walk Mm. away and do all these poses and stuff. And we're like, oh, poor guy. Yeah, he was fully by himself. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. More power to him for traveling. But still, (laughs) like, poor guy was by himself. And he was like, you know, those pictures where people stand off in like the distance. Yeah. And they're like (laughs) looking over the views or whatever. Yeah, that's what he was doing. Kind of felt sorry for him. But Yosemite, super super cool um was that your first time it was my first time i've never okay. been to yosemite before um yeah i mean i'm gonna be posting pictures on instagram but dude these views are crazy it's crazy i can't so, so do you know the free solo guy
0: mm, are, you, are you are we talking about tiktok or are we no talking- no
1: the guy that like climbed el cap no ropes no i do not i heard about that though i heard about it yeah no i so like I didn't know how big of a deal that was until I was like right or or close to under El Cap and just how big it is, mm-hmm. dude. That is crazy. It's insane. No ropes is no ropes is insane. Yeah, but he says he has this whole documentary. It's called Free Solo, um, mm-hmm. and in the documentary, he's like, I've climbed it so many times with a rope that I didn't even need it. So it's just like muscle memory to me.
0: Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. That'd be crazy if you went, if you just, like, raw dogged uh, El Capitan (laughs) like that. (laughs) But did you guys end up camping? Like, did you stay uh, on a campsite there or how did you guys do it?
1: No, no. So, the campsites um, were pretty much all booked. And even though I got these, like, reservations, because you have to get a ticket for a reservation now. I got them all the way in July. Um, Okay. We just got an Airbnb, like in Oakhurst, I think it's called, which is, like, in... How far was that? So actually driving from like one of the entrances to half dome is like an hour an hour and a half mm. Mm. um and so it took us like an hour and a half to get from oakhurst to the actual like half dome and el cap and was it called tunnel or View saw. or something but yeah dude it was, it was really cool what else did you guys do
0: on your on your excursion
1: we went to we went to so the first day of the weekend so we left friday afternoon right after work um and we drove there it's about four four and a half hours away then we got to our airbnb and then we woke up super early in the morning like 5 30 and we drove so we could get there um Mm. you know around seven ish so we got there around seven ish we looked at all the views we packed our lunch and everything it was actually really cool it's like it's like probably as organized as disneyland but in nature. Really? Yeah. So they have all these trails and signs and things like that. It's, I thought it was really cool, really organized, a lot of people. But, you know, oh, yeah. enough to where you feel like you can get help if something bad happens.
0: <laughs> um, That's funny.
1: Yeah. And, and so we did that. Um, and we were just tired by the end of the day. So we had to drive like four hours all the way back to my place in Calistoga. More like oh. five hours. Yeah, and then the next day we went to San Francisco and checked out Japantown. Dude ugh. Japantown's so cool. It's it's kinda run down, not gonna lie, but it's pretty cool.
0: There's um there's one there's one in LA that we went to, um me, Diane, and a couple of our friends. And like
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's low key not as big as I thought, or like it's just like one little strip, like one maybe, maybe like a block long. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you got, like, your sushi spots, your um, udon spots. You got – that's pretty much – and then, like, a couple, like, anime stores. And then, yeah. like, a grocery market with all, like, the Japanese snacks and stuff. Did but you it like it? was pretty it? cool. Did you like it? It was pretty cool, yeah. Did you yeah, buy anything? It was anything? okay. I bought – um. did I buy anything? <laughs> Wait. I don't – I actually don't think I bought anything, but we had – our friends like we went into an anime store later and then my friends got like stickers for her brother and then this other um you met tiffany right yeah so tiffany tiffany and um Anne came through mm-hmm. and tiffany got stuff for her boyfriend um franco and Anne got like stickers for her little brothers and stuff so it was kind of cute it was like a little uh little souvenir shop definitely overpriced yeah 100 yeah like i was i was looking at that store it was very small but they packed like a bunch of stickers a bunch of little like knickknacks um keychains and they're selling they're selling stickers for like eight dollars ten dollars oh why i'm like what posters are like 15 20 i'm like you got this off of china <laughs> like for 30 cents like it's crazy the amount of money that um the lady was making but anyways yeah. beyond that point i mean it was kind of cool but did you end up getting anything from japan's house
1: yes yeah, so I didn't... I'm really not into buying that much anime merch. Like, I'm pretty sure the only anime merch that I ever... That I, like, own, they all have been been gifts. So, I'm not huge into buying uh, manga Mm. or buying, like, um, you know, shirts or little tributes like that. Maybe I'll get into it in the future, but not right now. What I'm super into is stationery. Like, Japanese stationery. Oh, my goodness, bro. Mm -hmm. The notebooks and stuff. Pens. Oh, my. Like, I'm... (laughs) (laughs) I spent, I spent, I think it was like thirteen bucks on one notebook. That's like not even that big, but bro, worth it, hugely worth it. Big shout out, yeah, MD notebooks. You can buy them on Amazon for cheaper than what I bought them at Japan Town, like he said, was kind of overpriced. But, dude, this notebook. I have it at work. It's like my to-do list thing. It lies flat. It writes... Like, you can write on it. Absolutely amazing. Um, I have a Muji pen.
0: Is it, like, spiral?
1: No, no. It's it's one of those, like, paper ones that have uh-huh. that loose binding thing at the end. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't want I don't to describe it. They're called MD notebooks. And I have... I mm. think it's, like, B6 paper. But it's so good it's so good
0: <laughs> yo that reminds me um when we were at southern a uh, like one of the earlier podcast episodes i think we talked about kyle having this notebook of like all his like dreams aspirations like what have you still been doing that
1: yeah yeah so i um have been updating this one particular notebook recently called per- personal growth and i just write about okay. all the personal growth um, things that I go through like moving out here and I have mm. been updating it pretty well. The one I haven't been doing that much is workouts. I really need to take <laughs> <laughs> my workouts, but yeah, no, my dreams one, it's still alive, still strong. Um, you know, that that's what I really can told myself I need to do this weekend. I need to actually pursue something that I really, really love other than, you know, my career, just something fun on the side.
0: Mm. So this past week, I did. Um, I had my dental school orientation. Oh
1: week, yes, right? yes. Oh, yeah, I was just about to ask. you that. I <laughs> feel Like so bad, but no, how so is that?
0: It was. It was good. Uh, definitely a lot lighter than the medical school orientation. So for the med school orientation, the way they did it was they combined like two very long days of like sitting through policy uh, readings, Title Nine, the whole works for them, and then they mm-hmm. just started school. For us, it was so funny because like you know the rep like the the reputation of like dental school being a lot easier and chill than medical school mm-hmm. which i think in some certain like instances it is very much so so for orientation what they had us do is we just went on scavenger hunts like um the first day we did it, like the dental school scavenger hunt so we were inside the dental school building and then they made us go around to d- different departments and like pick up things and then also take selfies with the um with the department there and then the second day we did a uh, campus-wide scavenger hunt so like we went all around the Loma Linda campus uh we visited like these cafes we visited like a coffee shop the cafeteria like student uh, affairs student missions like that, that kind of stuff so it was really cool and then um <clears throat> after that that was the second day third day you know maybe an hour and a half or two of presentations and then they gave us lunch every single day um thursday we had maybe another hour and a half of orientation and then the rest of the day was like pretty much free and then friday friday so yesterday no school bro just take the day off (laughs) the only thing the only thing that was um that was long was kaylee and i had so they they split us up into different groups right Mm mm-hmm and depending on your last name um, you were in a certain group for CPR training so Kaylee and I Kaylee's last name starts with the T so Suchia and then mine obviously Yoon mm-hmm. and we ours was on a Thursday at 6 to 9 p.m. so last wasn't no yesterday was Friday so Thursday night we actually stayed from, we got there at 6 and then we ended a little bit early so maybe 8:30 8:15 8:40ish so it was long, but that was the only last thing that we had to do. And now, um, starting Monday morning, we have seven a.m. lectures. It's seven to ten, and then again Whoa. from ten thirty to one
1: thirty. Oh, I thought you said seven a.m. to like ten p.m. But okay. oh no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So Are it, they online kinda... or in person? Uh, this one
0: this sucks. So attendance is required for the biomedical um, sciences mm-hmm. um, lectures. So the first class we're taking is like biochem again. So, we have a seven a.m. to ten a.m. lecture, um, three hours, bro, and then we have a dental fundamentals lecture. I think from ten thirty to 1.30. That one's online, like that one's through uh-huh. Zoom. The seven a.m. isn't on Zoom, so we have to actually show up to school Dang. and you know, go into lecture hall. Seven so. a.m. is kind of early, man. It is. <laughs> it's so early. I was thinking. I was thinking um, of working out, like. Early in the morning, and then also studying a couple hours before school. I don't know what in my head I was like. Oh. Okay, that's that's the plan. But now, <laughs> if scratch the studying in the morning, if school starts at seven, I want to. I fear like, like, in my dream world, I want to work out probably like get to the gym five forty five ish. Yeah. Leave the gym at like six forty, like shower, put on scrubs, and then go to class. Yeah. Um. That's that's what I'm hoping to do. I think that should be. I feel like that's doable.
1: Yes, but sir. We'll join join the five thirty club, man. Join the five oh, eight club.
0: You're you're cracked out, Kyle. You're cracked no, out.
1: <laughs> no, man. Hey, if you have to if you have to be at school by seven, you know it might be super helpful to wake up that early. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because seven is seven is early. Like what? Five thirty is only an hour and a half before school starts. Yeah, it's not too not too bad. And how so, long
1: are you going to be doing like doing the schedule for the whole? The
0: schedule I think for the entire. Y- like lo- the way they were saying in orientation is this kind of schedule is going to be what it's like for the next at least I think around 2 years. Wow. So it's going to be 7 to 1. I think depending on like they add other classes, right? So we have we're going to have a religion class at some point. We're going to have like a professional leadership kind of class. Yeah. So I think it's going to be 7 to 1 for now for this entire semester 7 to 1 um Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday and then on Wednesday for me Amber and Kaylee have different Wednesday scheduled. I think theirs is seven to, theirs is seven to two, like straight. But then mine's gonna be seven to ten, and then again from two to five. Oh. So my Wednesdays are pretty packed, I guess. And like how, I have a four hour window break. But how big is
1: your class?
0: I want to say I think the number hundred two kids. Wow. Yeah. So I think they want. I think every single dental school class wants to have about. 100 kids Mm -hmm. so 1 to 2 is not too bad Um, they were telling us during during orientation I don't know if this is like a scare tactic but they were like yeah every single year you know uh, 1 to 7 kids drop or like fail the year oh I'm like what why would you (laughs) tell us that (laughs) they're like this is going to be the hardest thing that you've ever done in your life I was like oh how do you feel about
1: it I think
0: I think uh, I think I should be fine Um, I'm kind of (laughs) excited to start I definitely cannot afford to fail because mm. failing a year is, what, another $100,000 down the drain. Yeah. So, <clears throat> no nope. beyond that.
1: But, hey. Yeah, I'm... You can learn more about yourself, right? Like you, do you fail? <laughs> if I do fail,
0: God, God, I hope to God, I do not fail a year You won't,
1: you won't. Yeah, no, no, no. There's, got no, it, like, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no chance that I could fail. No, I fully <laughs> believe in you, you know, you got this. Thank you.
0: I appreciate it. But anyways, to, to, doing the, um, investing side of this episode, um, any, any uh, Anything that you've learned in the past couple weeks about the market or investing as a whole?
1: Well, not particularly the market, but I was able to set up my retirement plan, um, at least with my company. So I work for a nonprofit. I have a nonprofit. And so okay. they don't have a 401k, but they have what they call a 403b um, mm. or a 403a, something like that. But anyway, it's basically the nonprofit's version of a 401k. Right and yeah, I set it up so they the matching contributions. I made sure that I maxed that out, and it's really interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Because you know, before before I got a job, all the retirement investing and all the savings that I've done was through me personally, whether it was through Acorns or whether it was through uh, you know anything else, just putting out a percentage per month. But now it's automatically taken out of my paycheck, you know, pre tax. Mm. So yeah, it's. It's pretty interesting to see how you know what the difference is and what a normal person would go through, uh, who joins you know a regular salary job, and I think it's it's definitely I can see why Robinhood and Acorns tried to make it much easier because it's much more complicated at least from my eyes to do it through your job and understand what's really going on and set up the percentage yeah. you want where you want it invested, um, and all the programs look so dated like we're using fidelity (laughs) it looks so bad i'm just like man where's the clean aesthetic where are the solid colors like everything's like a gradient everything's like these buttons that look Mm -hmm. really iffy um and so i can see why this is a big topic and why not a lot of people maybe don't put money towards retirement as much as they should or care about retirement as much as they could should you know because it's so clunky it's so bad man
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard, especially for – um, if, and it's like a hassle, right? So if you're setting up your retirement account, you're looking at it, and then they throw all these, like, big jargon words at you, like, contribution, matching, yeah. IRA, 402B, like, Roth. Like, yeah. there's so many different technical terms that I think steer people away from a, like, good retirement plan or having knowledge of what your retirement plan, like, entails – <clears throat> but before we jump mm. that that it will be our main topic today is the um, is retirement plans but before we get into that um, anything else like update on your portfolio have your stocks been doing well crypto uh, my
1: yeah my crypto has been doing much better than it has been in the past I'm super happy about mm. that what about yours
0: yes so the market so from from my sister's roth ira lol so we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) retirement so um after jerome powell's speech on i think it was thursday night or friday morning Mm -hmm. um i think i I haven't looked into exactly what he said he said something about like tapering is not going to happen um which signaled like a positive reaction so if you noticed friday i think thursday and friday there was a pretty decent rally on on um on arc funds that's the only thing i've recognized from jessica's funds and then for crypto my goodness cardano is like ticker i mean you can say ticker symbol but it's like ada Mm -hmm. holy ada has been making me so much not like so much money but it's pretty much went from a dollar it was priced in at like a dollar i want to say 60 80 cents like two weeks ago and then now it's sitting at like two dollars and 90 two dollar 80 so it went up it almost wow. went up 100 percent in the past couple weeks wow. <clears throat> and then i had gotten in on cardano around i want to say a dollar 17 to a dollar 30 is where most of my um my entry points were but um moving on to I guess let's let's split up time and just go game time. And the game time this week, I just wanted to Kyle ask Kyle like one question that I asked a couple of my friends. Um, I think it was this week or last week. And <laughs> there's like two versions of this. Okay, so let's say this is a question I thought about myself. Um, kudos to me. But <laughs> let's say let's say right. Let's say your parents are dying. Right, they yeah. they will die within a month if you don't do anything to help them. Now, let's say you can purchase a heart off the black market. Will you buy the heart off the black market to save your parents?
1: This is a really, really tough question.
0: Right. Um, Knowing that they killed somebody to get that heart. But in this scenario, the person's already dead. They have the heart ready. Are you buying the heart?
1: There's absolutely no like they're 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 really going to die
0: yeah they're going to die that this is it like let's Who's not even a month let's just say operation? a week a week uh, <laughs> i didn't even think that uh, a safe <laughs> a safe doctor uh, you wouldn't this is like more of a moral thing this is not more of a like you wouldn't get in trouble with the law but this is what's gonna happen like would you buy a heart for your parents
1: yeah
0: or yeah. let's say even even
1: jocelyn if i'm gonna if i'm gonna get away with it yeah definitely no okay. no questions asked like right. i feel like family <clears throat> over everything um and right it absolutely okay so have you i was listening to this um episode i don't know if you heard it she's that lady from north korea who escaped when she yeah. was young um and she spoke about how okay i don't know if I say that, but she spoke about how in china you can like get an organ delivered to you in like three hours or something. You know, like if you order it through black market means. And she's like, you know, it's really sus. Sometimes sadly it's like North Koreans or something. I think that's what she said. I don't know. I don't know if this is a hundred percent complete. You should just listen to her, her episode on Spotify, but uh, with Joe Rogan, but I, that's so sad. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's my family. And I feel like if they're going to die, It would really... I don't know, man. Yeah, I I think I would. I don't want to ask where it's from. You know, I really hope someone didn't die for it or they didn't kill anyone. (sighs) But I don't know. I think morally... I think morally, like, family first. What do you think?
0: What would you say? And then going... Uh, wait, wait, wait going back to the North Korean girl um, yeah. so I was listening so me and Diana were talking about that uh, and then she was listening to the episode she was doing a little bit more research a lot of people said that the stories that she was telling are inconsistent and that oh really? Like, some of them are like she's she lies about a lot of things like um, there was one article that says like she never like her mom told like no like we she didn't grow up in like extreme poverty or something like that and they haven't done public executions in the past like 15-20 years Unless she oh, would not have ever seen a public execution like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's a little weird. Um, so yeah, take it with a grain of salt, but yeah, definitely there's, there's some inconsistencies of what she said earlier, like earlier on when she first started like testifying against North Koreans. But anyway, that was, that was interesting. And to answer Kyle's question, what would I do? I would 100% by the heart, but here's the second follow-up question. <clears throat> like like you were saying with the North Koreans um, and China, that they can order a heart yeah. or an organ, right? Now let's say you, your, your parents, same situation, your parents or Jocelyn or and like a close whoever it is, they're dying within, let's say three days. Yeah, you could order a heart, but. It's not already pre like so you would you would essentially be indirectly killing somebody else and taking their heart.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna kill I don't wanna kill anyone. You know, I don't wanna like indirectly kill anyone. But I feel like mm. Ugh. I would ask them. I would ask, like, how much they want to live and, like, you know, would they be okay? (laughs) Would you be okay doing this? Let's just
0: say, let's say say they were begging to stay alive.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: of course. Like, I I want to live.
1: They mean too much to me. Yeah. This is a really, really hard question, though, because it's, like, being pushed into a corner where I don't think I'm ever going to go. And, you know, let's say this thing actually happened. I would not look into that as a solution. I would try every other... You know mm. um, possible mm-hmm. solution before <laughs> having to make this decision, and I don't think it'd even come up within the three days, so I don't think that would happen um, but hey, if this North Korean stuff you know isn't real, then forget everything that I just said, but you know, <laughs> if it is then yeah I don't know what about you? what if it was Diana, what if it was your family?
0: Oh, I'm one hundred percent ordering that, yeah, like. Like, to me, the the two questions are very similarly related. And I think it has to go with, like, you know, like, that. I don't know, that one psychology class that, uh, the, like, pushing somebody or to save, like, a bunch of people. Mm-hmm, like, would you directly kill it? So, it's along the lines of that. But I think that if I'm going to order a heart, it's the same as just taking a heart. Um, or, like, mm-hmm. generally the same. But it's just, like, who does that, like, I think it's. Psychologically, I mean, this is backed by nothing but like my own thoughts. It's like it's like a trap to make yourself feel better if you take somebody that's already dead, and you're and you're buying it versus like, oh, now it's like I'm directly or indirectly like actually a part of what the action that gives me a heart when it was the same thing the last time. So, anyways, that was that was a that was a thing that I don't know why I thought about, but Johnny.
1: Let me ask you let me ask you a more direct question, okay? Let's okay. say somebody somebody that you see is dying, like they're not going to to live a very long time, you know, I don't know, maybe like five five days left or something, and your family member has two or three days left, and you can you can choose to to, to nicely take the life from the person who has five days left to give your family member, like, the organ they need. Are you doing it?
0: Like, me, myself, go kill them and procure <laughs> yeah. the organ?
1: Okay, no, so. Not my family. The organ, but just, like, just kill, just them, kill them, them and then be like, oh, look, can we take this guy's heart?
0: Oh, so my family has two days to live. Other guy has five. Would I directly do it? I would yeah. say. Yes, I think I would.
1: Yeah. Would you? Yeah, you'd do it. Yeah, I would. I, mean, I would this, do it. This is basically the same question, I think, just more direct.
0: Right. right. Like I'm actually, the actual, like, like yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Oh, that's so different, though. Like, cause you know, the person is dying in five days, or so like, what's the rush? i don't know but then it's like <laughs> then i'm actually a murderer like i killed somebody <laughs> to do this
1: well uh, wouldn't you be aiding like wouldn't it be considered aiding and abetting or whatever if you uh if you indirectly like if you knew someone was going to die and you bought it anyway
0: yeah if yeah got, i think it is yeah yeah so either way it's just moral not the uh not the the crime of it but just where our hearts are at and i guess uh for kyle is maybe a little bit better but i no
1: would no, no probably
0: i would probably kill somebody <laughs> to save my family
1: no man um, i i definitely believe in, in family first and you know i'm with you yeah it's just it'd be it's much so harder it's so to, hard yeah
0: yeah it's really hard but anyways lighter notes um <laughs> speaking about <laughs> <laughs> back to investments <laughs> back to investments guys and not killing people so the different i was doing i only have two articles so this could be a fairly quick episode but there's some four basic facts um for one article found on investotopia um that we should everyone should know about iras and like when i list them out um kyle can assure me that he does or does not know so the first one is the ira has limits um so at, for 2020 and 2021 the IRS allows you to contribute as much as 6000 per year if you're younger than 50 and 7000 per year if you're older than 50. Mm-hmm. And then you must also have earned income. So if you don't have an income, you can't contribute to your IRA. Mm-hmm. Which I mean like that's very vague, but um did you know that, Kyle? Yes. Yes, Kyle didn't know that. Oh, did you also know this? Um I think this is like after I read this article, I looked up um, another one and it was, I was like, can you have multiple I- Roth IRAs? You could have multiple Roth IRAs, but you still can't go over the 6000 per year.
1: And who's vetting that? Is it the IRS? And I think it's they, the IRS. Would they only see it on an audit?
0: Um... I don't know because then, I mean, if you're, if you're tied, like, okay, so if you open a brokerage account, right, you're tied to your social security number.
1: Yeah. So,
0: I mean, I I want to say they could flag you.
1: It's like paying your taxes though, right? Like, you, if you don't pay your taxes, no one's going to find out unless you get audited sometime in your life, right? But if you Mm. underpay taxes right and you get audited like five years in the future it's not going to count because it only counts like three yeah years,
0: I, right? I actually don't know mm-hmm.
1: so i don't know like i wonder who who monitors that maybe maybe we could uh, talk about that next i don't know
0: <laughs> we'll just look it up we'll take notes <laughs> do our research come back to you guys um, That's pretty so funny. For- imagine
1: going to jail because you put too much money in your ira <laughs> That would that would be so. I, I feel like
0: there'd just be fees. I don't know if they would actually put you in jail for that. <laughs> like you're 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 overly enthusiastic about preparing for retirement. <laughs> so the um the second one is there are types of IRA. There's two different types of mm-hmm. um so IRAs is investment. Oh, individual retirement accounts so just to clarify and there's two different types of those there's the traditional and the Roth mm-hmm. the traditional IRA doesn't require that we pay taxes on our gains until we start taking out the money while the Roth IRA you're putting pre-tax or post-tax money into the account and then on the way out you don't get taxed mm. I'm pretty sure Kyle does know that
1: yeah, something that, I, um, that really stood out to me when I learned about IRAs and Roth IRAs are that you can only contribute to a Roth IRA if you make under a certain amount of money, right? Yes, that that's, right? An, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's crazy, but yeah. Yeah, so if you're like, this is what was really hard for me to understand. If I'm projecting in my life not to make a lot of money, I just stick with a Roth IRA, right? But what if you think you're going to make a lot of money in the future? Do you just get a regular IRA.
0: Mm. So you you you're literally jumping to the next one where there's limitations on the IRAs, which is which is like and like an amazing thing. So if you make less than one hundred twenty five thousand dollars per year, which is a lot of us like just starting out, college students or um, you know like high school, you can still start like whenever, but we can contribute the full amount of $6,000. Mm-hmm. Married couples, you can as long as you make less than 198, you can still contribute the full amount. And then after that, if you make more than 125 um but less than 150, you can do like <clears throat> you can contribute a partial amount. But if you if you're over those brackets, it's pointless. Like you can't contribute to a Roth IRA. So this what's good about this and like utilizing this for us growing up is because we're not making one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. we should just be pouring it into our Roth IRA and trying to use that post tax. Because that's like that's like the most, um, like that's like the safe haven of like uh, retirement investing. Because there was like this yeah. TikTok I watched. Like uh, they put two scenarios. Both guys bought. Let's just say they invested in Apple at the same time. One did it in a traditional IRA. One did it did it in a Roth IRA. At the at, okay, sixty five years later, they want to pull out their money. Let's say the the traditional pulls out the money, they're like, oh, yeah, I made $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. While the guy that invested um, in a Roth IRA, he pulls out the money and he's like, oh, no, I made $2.7 million. It's like, oh, where did that discrepancy come from? It's because the traditional, you have to pay taxes on all the gains that you make, mm-hmm. while the Roth IRA, you don't have to pay taxes. So, right now, the best time for us, um, Young adults and stuff is to get involved in a Roth IRA because just dump money in there, invest, or dump money in there and then invest in something. (laughs) Like just don't dump money and then just leave it there because you're not doing anything with it. But you know, you can invest in like index funds, mutual funds, very safe investments and just set it and forget about it for the next 65 years. And just come back and magically you should have more money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, no. This is absolutely huge for people who are just getting into, you know, thinking about retirement, just getting out of college or probably in college trying to save up for your future. This is absolutely huge. The fact that you pay taxes on it now and not later, because this comes out as like basically free money that you just like kept there investing over time. This is you know really look into to opening an, a roth ira um it's absolutely great i am actually going to open one this weekend so yeah
0: nice oh i thought you, oh did you not have a roth ira already open?
1: no no i don't have a roth ira opened um i just have like my own investment stuff that i just put in
0: mm, um mm, okay
1: but yeah I, i'm going to open a roth ira nice so kyle kyle
0: is benefiting from this yes. uh, podcast episode <laughs> you do you have a roth so, ira open already I do, I do. Okay. All right, <clears throat> but cool. a lot of it is invested in um SPACs. Like I said, like mutual funds, oh. SPACs, um, I have some ARC and I have like I think some couple real estate uh like funds, like REIT funds and stuff like that. So for September twenty twenty one, so next month, here nerd wallet lists like the best I'll just read you like the best five um Roth IRA accounts to do. So number one is the SoFi automated investing and this is for people that You don't really know what you want to invest in, but you really want to open up a Roth. I would say go with SoFi because there's 0% management fee, zero account minimum. So you can literally start with $10 Um, and it's hands off. Like you do, you just put the money in and they'll invest it for you and you reap the benefits of it. Along the same lines of that, there's Betterment and there's Ella Vest. Um, betterment has a 0.25% management fee, I think for a year of whatever you have in there. So if you have, um, a hundred dollars, like you're paying like 25 cents to, to, to manage, that's pretty good. Um, Ella vest is one to $9 per month. So that's a little bit more expensive. Um, E trade is what's, is what I have for my Roth and it's best for hands-on, um, which you you know, you know dictate what you wanna invest in, you dictate the buy and sell. And then also JP Morgan um, is another one that's rated really high on NerdWallet, and that's also for hands-on. So I would say hands-off, you don't wanna do anything, go SoFi, Betterment, Vest. You wanna get hands-on, you can go E-Trade, JP Morgan. Um, this, my sister's Roth IRA is under Charles Schwab. So there's a lot of options out there, best to do your own research but i think i will link or we will link the um the nerd wallet uh, article in the show notes so if you guys want to check that out that'd be good
1: yes yes this is great i think i'm going to do more of the hands-off one because i'd rather like not supposed to feature stuff but yeah hey no that's really cool we should definitely be sponsored
0: i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna lie kyle i've been thinking about um <laughs> Like, since I only have, I think it's around 2500 that I put into the, uh, the E-Trade, mm-hmm. I think I might actually open up a soft or a Betterment because the way my portfolio be looking like these days, man, <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's better for someone else to do it. Um, especially when it's, like, a long-term thing. I'm like, okay, might as well automate it, which is w- what gets me into, like, investing and stuff. And there's this new thing. This is totally off topic. But there's this thing that I saw on... Um, on this guy I follow on TikTok. Man, I got to stop watching TikTok. But (laughs) there's this guy on TikTok. He has a, he he did like a breakdown of his net worth and where his money is invested And he's like, I have $32,000 in this thing called Fundrise. I'm like, what is Fundrise, right? Mm -hmm. So I do my research on Fundrise and it's basically... You give them money. It's kind of like acorns, right? So Mm -hmm. acorns, we give them money and then they invest for us. Mm -hmm. Same concept, except instead of stocks, they're investing in um, real estate, like private real estate, commercial real estate, um, all of that. So I I put in $100. I don't know. I mean, you're not allowed to pull out your money for at least five years. Um, So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, I think you could pull out money, but like there's a little fee to pull out. Um, but I mean, you got to think about like real estate, it's a more of a long-term asset. So you're, they're not going to appreciate or depreciate pretty, or like the fluctuations aren't too high, but just to get involved in like diversifying the portfolio, I can send you the link. It's, um, it's just fundrise.com and they kind of invest your money and they actually break down where your money is going. So my hundred dollars, um, is like broken down into like 25 different things i'm like how do you split a hundred dollars into 25 (laughs) different houses (laughs) but it's it's pretty interesting um that's another hands-off i'm never i'm never gonna like actively do anything with that and same thing with acorn acorn is a good thing where you don't have to invest but you're investing at the same time
1: yeah no no i i'm fully fully down for that you know i'm gonna look into Fundrise. that that seems really interesting um Mm -hmm. i'm much more into hands off and playing with a little bit of money because i don't trust myself with a lot of money um that's something i've actually learned more at working in a bigger company now is that Mm -hmm. there are people because i'm very used to like you know doing my own thing at least for the companies that you know i've tried to start but failed it's like i do everything i do you <laughs> know like the branding i do the website publishing like i do all that stuff but now you have different people right. who do those jobs right and they're highly specialized uh-huh. in this field so they know a lot like i love to know the little things but still like you someone's better than that and you that you can learn from so um yeah i'm very down for that and like i said a few weeks ago i started saving for my tesla very public. I'm 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 going to use this Tesla like how um what's his name? Gary V says he wants to buy the Jets. Like I'm going to make That's, this very public and say that yes, I am saving but, to buy my Tesla every week. But I feel like
0: but I feel like the Tesla I feel like the Tesla is more attainable. Well, I I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's around the same for for Gary Vee to buy the Jets,
1: yeah, it's it's not attainable for me right now. <laughs> I'll just say that.
0: <laughs> Slow and steady, bro. Slow and steady. That is that is a dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. um But I hope you do get your your Tesla sometime within Thank the next. You. I want to say I feel like you can get the Tesla in like six years.
1: We'll see. Hopefully.
0: Because then, then, think about it. You finish your residency. Let's say, oh my God, Kyle, you're doing such an amazing job. And we want you as a leadership role. Perfect. Senior director. Yeah. And then Kyle's like, all right, now I'm big balling. I got the look. money. Um, my investments with all these automated is doing extremely well. Um, and then I go ahead and buy a Tesla. Or, <laughs> or caveat, caveat two, scenario two, Kyle, business owner. This podcast pops off, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we can write, you can write off a Tesla on this business expense.
1: <laughs> For a better that, uh, podcast recording. Exactly. Yeah, ex-
0: or, or we could just tell them when you, let's just say you make trips down, like business trips, or You make trips down to Loma Linda. Yeah. Like, no, I ha- this is a business trip. Me and Jonathan have to record in person. None of this uh, over the phone, over FaceTime thing. And then bang, there you go.
1: Okay. Your Teslas,
0: your Teslas, right there, bro. Sounds like a I plan. Would...
1: Sounds like a plan, Johnny.
0: I'd, let's get let's put two Teslas in there. One for you, yes. one for me. Yes,
1: I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, so as long th- as, as hey, as long as you don't, you should be done by um, dental school by then, and so you should be good.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. But 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 I also have a uh, half a million dollars in debt. That's just principal.
1: Yeah, but remember, this is a write-off right right. this is is something
0: to help my business (laughs) so for the last thing um, I think Kyle knows this a little bit more than I do it's how does the 401k matching work so when you start at your job um, as we briefly mentioned on the past episode that um like you're looking through your retirement plans, and you know I don't really understand, but I know that Kyle understands a little bit better. When you're looking at the benefits, and when they talk about matching contribution, mm-hmm. um, like what does that mean, and like how do you make the most money out of the contribution? So if you can kind of explain that, Kyle.
1: Sure. So matching contributions, again, they're kind of like um, IRAs. So they have limits, but not into how much you put in. It's how much that the company matches. And when they say like match, you know, your employer matches 100% of your your 401k contributions, you need to look at two things. The first thing you need to look at is when when are your retirement um, 401k investments vested? And two, what percentage do they match up to as part of your salary? And what that would look like. So it's probably really important that when you first get to, to your job, you look for the either the the main person that is in charge of um, investing for retirement and try to talk to them. Try to get as much information as you can or look online and try to read it yourself. It can be kind of confusing in the beginning. So the first thing is vested. Like what does vested mean? When they say your account is vested in five years or 10 years or or three years um, in my case, that means that you will only see those benefits that your employer matches at that point. So it's not actually yours until the vested point. So if you think you're going to stay at a company for, uh, I don't know, three years, but they're vested, like the the years that you need to be in the company to be vested is five years, then really Uh think about how much you should contribute because you're not going to get any contributions from your employer until you reach that vested amount, uh, vested time. And so let's say they say your terms are, um, we will match 100%. Of your contributions to the 401k uh, up to 6% of your salary and that means that if you put up to 6% your salary in the 401k after those five years are up your company if it's vested in five years your company will pay that same amount to your retirement so this is huge because this is basically free money that your employer is giving you just for being with the company um, for the time that your account is vested so the next time you look or apply for a job, look at their benefits and look for those things. Look for the contribution matches, how much of your salary can be matched, and also the time vested.
0: So for the time vested, let's say it's a five-year term, mm-hmm. and I'm contributing 6% of my salary every single year for those five years mm-hmm. and I'm like matching that vesting schedule or whatever. Mm-hmm. Does that mean at the end of the five years, once I'm vested, they're gonna be matching all the way back to year one or only from that time forward will they be matching?
1: Every year from year one. Okay. So it's like an all or nothing oh. scenario. You'll get everything that you've contributed before as long as it's within that range of your percentage of salary. Um, you know, whatever's on top of that range doesn't get matched. It's just, you know, the part of the range that is matched. But you get everything. So it's all or nothing. If you pull out or you leave the company before the vested time, then you just get your money, basically. Either paid out in cash or, you know, um, you get to keep your account and you just transfer it to your new account when you work for a new 401k company. And that's actually a bargaining chip that you can use later in the future when you switch to companies. You can be like, hey, so... Uh, you know, if the new company really wants you, you'd be like, okay, could you match my, you know, my 401k contributions right now? You know, for what I have. Oh, yeah. So it's, it gets really interesting. And so I think that people who are looking at saving for retirement should really take a look at 401k contributions.
0: This is very interesting because I I actually didn't really know what vested actually meant Mm -hmm. for in terms of like making sure your service is there. So this is, this is good Man, look at this, Kyle. We're learning. We're learning on both sides. <laughs> no, that's that's actually, and, and like that's the crazy part is like, let's just take what a hundred thousand dollars salary. They say they're gonna match hundred percent up to six percent. That's six thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You put in six thousand, they'll give you six thousand. You See? do that for five years. Yeah. You put in thirty thousand at that five years is over and you're actually like completely vested. Yeah. Boom. 30 extra $30,000 into your retirement account yes wait that's that's crazy
1: yeah it's really cool so again that's that's free money i mean because it's a 401k you're gonna have to pay taxes on it when you take it out
0: but, oh, okay yeah but yeah, yeah, still
1: yeah. Uh, because it's all pre-tax money it's still like 30,000 that you didn't have before and this is a huge deal yeah
0: wow i actually didn't know that that's actually kind of cool
1: yeah,
0: man. It makes it... The way you explained it was really nice because, like, I didn't kind of... Like, because Diana, like, she she, uh, she sent me her her benefits mm-hmm. um, and, like, asked, you know, what she should do. And I'm looking at it. I need to go back and look at it because I'm pretty sure I read the word vested or whatever. And I never... Like, I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay. Um, but that that does kind of make sense and that that'd be that'd be nice to double check um when you're doing your job stuff
1: yeah so something like for example adventist health they recently changed to where you get vested in three years before that Mm. it was i think it was either five or ten years ten years yeah exactly like that's kind of i think that's a normal for for older companies or companies in healthcare. ten years and so i was thinking like man are people really staying in one area for ten years yeah. yeah, like look at us. Like, you know, we're moving. You're from Maryland, we went to Tennessee for a little bit, now you're in California. You know? Like just this idea of working or staying in one place for a super long time to me is like is different.
0: Did you also see um where they said like statistically if you stay at a company longer than 5 years, like you're missing out on a lot of money, but like if you transfer companies every 2 to five years or at least negotiate mm. your pay raise goes up by like 20 percent
1: oh really so no if I, you're, I, yeah I know that.
0: so if you're if you're in a job for more than x amount like you can use that as a bargaining chip. So let's say you're doing really well at job x and they're paying you fifty thousand dollars right mm-hmm. and you've been there for three years five years whatever they're not really bumping up they may be giving you two percent bonuses but two percent is just fighting inflation and so you're like, okay, I think my skill sets are worth more. You go to a different company. You go to company Y. Company Y is like, oh, yeah, no, you're doing so well. We would love to have you. We'll pay you $70,000. <laughs> like, And then and then if you use that a bargaining chip, like let's say you really like company X, you go yeah. back and like, okay, company Y is giving this. Can you max us? If not, then like you can just leave. Yeah. And then you get a pay raise. And then like rolling over, like transitioning like horizontally and stuff in business is, I think, they were saying that um, that's a smart thing to do because you're missing out on a lot of, like, pay raises and stuff. And a lot of people, I guess, want to stay loyal to a company, especially mm-hmm. if they are treated well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of the trap sometimes, in some cases, that it could be a trap of just, like, you stay there and now you're, like, a like a workbee. Like, you're just there day in, day out yeah. um, versus, like, trying to, like, being more competitive in a, in a a job market.
1: Yeah, no, I, the, the one thing I would say to that though, is that you better have good reasons as to why you can explain to the new company, why you're leaving the old company. You know, like if, if it's because you're doing absolutely so well and you think that you're being, um, I don't know, underappreciated, that might, you know, it, so I, I sat, this past week with a recruiter. So one of the talent acquisition um, analysts here, at Adventist health. And one of the things that she really looks at is how long a person is with a company. And mm. if they're with a company for too long or that, you know, that's kind of a red flag because unless they're doing good things there. Um, right. But if they're a company too short, so like they keep jumping every two years, that can also be a red flag because you could be like, why are you moving? You know, like that's kind of suspicious. Like you're not really going up, especially if they don't go up in Mm. job title. Like if they stay Mm -hmm. the same job title throughout like five different companies in the span of 10 years, that can be a red flag. Because like, why are you hopping from company to company? So when you're jumping from one to another, just be sure that you have a a good, at least from my experience and what I was talking to this lady about, make sure you have a good reason because they do care about the reasons why you left a company. And, you know, you don't, you don't always want to say like oh i just feel underappreciated because you know <laughs> then they're going to be like well you're probably going to feel underappreciated here too
0: <laughs> especially <laughs> if you gone through like five companies yeah but yeah they, and like when when employees are doing that it's also costing the company a lot to hire mm. and train and like have you on the job so if, i i want to say like even if Kyla opens a company or i open a company and stuff the turnover rate is going to be costly so you don't want to hire somebody and only like okay let's say the 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 hiring process takes like six months to training six mm-hmm. eight months but then they leave at like a year later like that's hard too because then now you have to rehire somebody retrain somebody right and i think that was that was one of the issues that um the accounting place that i worked at next to the volkswagen plant in tennessee yeah um they were having a trouble ish like with their um finance or accounting department like the turnover rate they had to retrain and stuff so they had to minimize turnover. Um but you know, there's so many there's so many things in business and like so many moving like factors that that not a lot of people think about and it's it's confusing but thankfully companies have people that specialize in a certain aspect so it's kinda hands off for the most most yeah. other people.
1: And uh, oh, I cannot stress this enough ask questions to the experts because they know what they're doing and they're more than happy to tell you you know what they care Uh about so
0: and even even with this like if you guys are having trouble following um what we're kind of talking about today like with the requirements and stuff like that or like the the uh the retirement yeah the retirement accounts do your own research do yourself a service go on youtube Um, that's where a lot of my stuff that you know kyle and i have learned is just researching it on our own whether it be productivity whether it be crypto markets whether it be stock market like a lot of this stuff is out there and there's a lot of free education and the only way that you know we can be more financially um educated is by doing our own research because they don't teach a lot of this in school Mm -hmm. um i remember like the personal finance class at at southern like the most basic they're like okay yeah uh here's a retirement account and uh all right moving on to real estate this is how you uh you got to do escrow and um and appraisals and stuff like no like this is the stuff that are actually going to help you and and another huge thing um that i think that we could touch up on again some other time is credit cards i recently alex um, brandon's girlfriend she called me this week and she, she was like scared about opening a credit card stuff but then a lot of people don't understand that credit cards are the best way to use your money like you should not put anything on your debit card unless you need to and everything should be bought with credit assuming you have enough money to pay off the credit card because then you're building and you get benefits and all that other stuff so definitely you know the you need to understand a lot of these things but you know everything's a journey take your time um just be be interested it's gonna it's gonna benefit you guys um later it's gonna benefit everyone your family your friends and learning about how to handle your finances and basically you'll have a lot more fun you have more money to spend on things that you don't need like i do
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, johnny's great with his money and on that note Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed spending time with us today, please let us know. Ratings do help us get found. I see that we actually have been getting pretty good ratings. So thank you for that, friends. Uh, yeah, so please share that, with yeah. your friends. Follow us on Instagram at the Pod, and tune in for next week on another episode. Uh, we're doing careers and my career topic is Crazy Interesting Careers that You Didn't Even Know. Existed. All right, see you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone.